Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, let's go. 206. McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. Marco mentioned in the update it was good to see Tommy DeVito do the right thing. We talked about it the other night. <clears throat> I think we were the, one of the I think uh, I was one of the first guys to talk about it cuz the story was kind of breaking right as I was on the other night about the issue with the pizzeria and you know, he they had a deal for ten thousand. Then after the Green Bay game, he, his agent bumped it up to twenty thousand. Well, he showed up at the place for free and hung out and did the right thing. And listen, it's a smart thing to do. It, it one, it's the right thing to do. And I don't want to, I don't even want to belittle that by saying, hey, it's the smart thing to do. But it is. It's a good, it's a good sign on both fronts. One, it's the good, right thing to do to go down there and you know spend some time. And it's the smart thing to do because right now he's riding a a roller coaster of positive spin, man. That's the one thing he's got. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves his family. Everybody loves the story. Everything's positive, even with a loss. And we'll see how he plays down the stretch. But the last thing you need is to have anybody have any reason to say, "Yeah, look, whatever." He's a, that's a that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. Now he's looking to make money off of this pizzeria. Now he's looking to you know two time these guys go down there, make sure that you take care of your commitments and make sure that you don't ruin this thing and that suddenly there's bad press going around. So it was a smart thing. It was the right thing. And now it's just a matter of how he's going to play on Christmas Day against the Eagles. And he absolutely should play. And the Giants, I don't care how bad it gets, he should play the rest of the way. You want to find out if you have a legitimate backup here. For me, the story of him becoming a real threat to Daniel Jones next year, barring a unbelievable performance that leads into a victory. So I suppose he's got one last shot because uh, the, the we don't the Giants don't beat the Eagles. So if he were to ever step up and beat the Eagles on Christmas Day and in Philadelphia in a game that now they desperately need, I would be shocked, I'd be surprised, and I guess maybe that thrusts them back into the conversation. But for me, this always took a playoff run. It took a miracle kind of run. And not losing like the way they did to the Saints for me to feel like he's done something worthy of being a real contender for the job. We'll see. I think he's legitimately a contender for the backup quarterback. And if Daniel Jones can't start the year, he's a contender to start the year. And then, hey, listen, whenever you're the starting quarterback of a football team, things can happen where you never relinquish that job. That is always possible. That is always possible. So if he starts next year and plays the first three games while Daniel Jones is getting ready to to come back and be healthy and he wins all three games and puts up big-time numbers, now all of a sudden the conversation changes. But the miraculous Tommy Cutlets and the fun-loving story and all that for me takes a big hit. Now it's just, all right, let's see what this kid's got. Let's see if he can actually be a backup. But he did the right thing with the pizzeria in Jersey. Thankfully he did that. Got that Jersey juice. You need to keep that story alive. You want everyone to be the good guy there. You want Tommy Cutlets to be the good guy. 877-337-6666. Unsurprisingly, you mentioned Otani. You get a little heated by it, and people want to talk about it. So we'll take a couple more calls on Shoei Otani. We'll take more calls on the Mets and Yankees as Yamamoto hopefully will happen sometime this week, and then the rest of this offseason can start to fall into place. I saw an article that Blake Snell is kind of – I don't. 
the way it was worded made me wonder if it was a real story. The the person who tweeted it out seemed like a legitimate uh, thing, but like the idea that Blake Snell and I wouldn't be surprised is is frustrated that he won the Cy Young and his market is being held up by a pitcher who never pitched in Major League Baseball before because who knows why it's taken so long to figure this thing out with Yamamoto, Jose and Corona. What's up, Jose? Hey, doing, Chris? Uh, Good. How are you, buddy? Pleasant holidays. Happy birthday. Oh, Listen, thank uh, you. Happy holidays to you, sir. Before I get to, to my point, I'm going to say, this Yamamoto pitcher, is he going to be eligible for the Rookie of the Year award? How yes. long are we going to have that? Yes. <laughs> this guy's going to get a $300 million contract. And then be Rookie of the Year, yeah. And he's eligible for the for the rookie of the year. Well, I mean, Ichiro got paid. It wasn't obviously that much money. He won it. Uh, Matsui came over as a 30-year-old home run superstar with the Yankees, and he didn't. He was eligible for it. He actually he ended up losing to uh, shortstop for the Royals. His name escapes me. But um, so yeah, he. I, I yeah. think under current rules, he is eligible point, for the. Yeah, and and but you know what I wanted to what I'll say for the last couple of years we've been hearing we we go from. Otani to Babe Ruth. Yes. But I just wanted to point out, there are three two-way players right now enshrined in Cooperstown. A couple of years ago, uh, I think Commissioner Manfred said the Negro Leagues. They just happened to have been in the Negro Leagues. Okay. And I'm going to give you, if anybody, if anybody wants to go in baseball reference, check the names, Martin Deagle, Deagle, Cuban, Leon Day, and Bullet Rogan. You know, there was a common. You don't have to go back to 1919. Okay. In, in the Negro Leagues, the Negro Leagues had rosters like the NBA, like 15 players. Right. Yeah. So, so it was a common thing for players to go to, to go two ways. Okay. And if you, and I'm, I'm going to give you another name. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but it, 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 it's Theodore. His name was Theodore uh, Roosevelt Ratcliffe, and it's an interesting. He played. Uh, he played in Negro Leagues. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but right. the, the reason he got the name Double Duty, he 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 caught the first game, the doubleheader, Yankee Stadium. Now, because a lot of people don't think the Negro Leagues played. The Negro Leagues played in the Bronx. They played in Yankee Stadium. They played in the Polo Grounds. Hmm. Theodore Ratcliffe caught Satchel Paige in the first game. He was a pitcher and a catcher. He caught, he hit a grand slam in the first game and caught Satchel Page shutout. Then he he pitched. He took off the catcher's uh, ignorance, yeah. what they call it, the tools of ignorance. And then hmm. he pitched a shutout in the second game. Wow. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you, if you Google, it, and then there was a writer, uh, uh, actually a, 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 a white writer. Right. I believe he, he, he from the Times called you know gave him the nickname of Double Duty. Hmm. You know what I mean? He 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 pitched. He caught the first yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. And he pitched the second game. Yeah. So this was a common thing. We don't have to go back to Babe Ruth. And if you go to go to Baseball Reference. Yeah. Check the names. Okay. Leon Day. Yeah. Martin Deagle. And and, and and I'm I'm giving you three Hall of Famers. And and I'm adding uh, Radcliffe. Right. So. And they didn't have the DH. They didn't. They, they, they didn't have the the DH. Right. They had to play. They had to play a, a position. And more than likely, if you know, if Otani hadn't, you know, had come to the states, like there's there's been other players like Rocky Colabito and 
Yeah, I mean, listen, and, I, I, and, and, and Jose, thank you. I, I did not, I did not know they had uh, the Negro Leagues had so many players um, who did um, double duty like that. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, I mean, listen, and I'm sure there are many players who were capable of it along the line. I mean, all the best players. Let's be honest, we all know it. The best. The best players on your team were your best pitcher and your starting shortstop growing up. So, I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of guys could be able to pitch, but to be able to focus on it and have your, in today's day and age, to have the mechanics set where you can do that and do both and hit and DH and, like, you know, DH hit. I mean, and to do it at the level Otani's doing that. Like, for example, like, right now, he didn't qual- he didn't pitch enough innings to qualify for the league lead and things, but... He last year he threw 132 innings. His batting average against was 184. Only Blake Snell at 181 was better. Garrett Cole's batting average against was 206. So Tani was the hardest player to hit in the American League. The hardest pitcher to hit in the American League, the hardest pitcher to get a hit off of in the American League was Shohei Otani. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as Garrett Cole. He didn't have the year as Garrett Cole. He doesn't throw the innings of Garrett Cole. But as far as stuff and the ability to get on base or hit and get a hit against him, he's right up there with Garrett Cole. But he also led the league with 44 home runs, drove in 95 runs, led the league. He hit 304. He led the league in on base percentage with 412. Led the league in slugging with 654. Led the league in OPS with 10.66. Led the league in OPS plus with 184. Led the league in total bases with 325. So he's the hardest pitcher in the American League to get a hit off of. Not the only stat, but I th- I think a telling one. The point is to get hits. So he's the hardest pitcher in the American League to get hit off to get hits off of. And he hit 304 with 44 home runs, 95 RBIs. And led the league in on-base slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. How is that not the best baseball player in the world? Let's just start there. Forget history. I had a caller just tell me he's not the best baseball player in the league because he's not the best at both. Which, by the way, when you hit, when you lead the league in home runs, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. And hit 304. Guess what? You are the best hitter in baseball. So Shohei Otani was the best hitter in baseball this year, and he was the hardest pitcher to get a hit off of in the American League. How is that not unlike anything we've ever seen? In today's day and age, to do it at this level, it's it's unheard of. James on the LIE. What's up, James? Hey, what's up, Big Mac? I just want to congratulate you. Nice show. I've been listening every night, and I love what you're doing out there. Oh, thank you, buddy. No problem. So, yeah. So, Otani is right now the best two-way player to play the game, but he's not the best to ever do it. Who did, it, be- who did it better? Who did it better? Who did Who did it better? The best to ever do it is clearly Jason Giambi. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would love that. Uh, 
my first Jason Giambi call. <laughs> he got me there. He got me there. <laughs> if you guys aren't aware, I worked for many years for Mike Francesa, and I was around for the first Jason Giambi call. But uh, Jason Giambi became a a, uh, a a focal point of the Mike Francesa show. Everybody would call with Jason Giambi. I don't know why. I don't remember how it started. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember. Mike must have said Jason Giambi or some caller must have said it a bunch. I don't know. But it definitely became a thing where it would always be like that. You know, so, you know, I was who I think would be perfect for the new head coach of the Giants, Jason Giambi. Like, that was like the thing. And he got me there. I haven't thought I haven't taken a Jason Jambi call yet in my uh in my illustrious overnight career. Uh Jason and Waterbury, what's up, Jason? Hey Chris, what's up, bro? How what's up, man? How are you? Listen, I listen, We're gonna we yell about Otani again? Yeah, yeah, you know, bro. Listen, we haven't <laughs> talked in a while. Listen, I agree with everything you said about Rogers. That's how foolish these Jet fans are. And I know like I agree with what you what uh what you're saying about the just you know, they just want to blame somebody because the year has been that awful. So I agree with 100% with everything you said about Rodgers, and the Jets need to make sure that Rodgers, they do whatever it takes for Rodgers to be comfortable next year uh-huh. so they could have a big year. But with the Otani thing again, yeah. you're not going to tell me that, yeah, he's a great player, but to me he's gutless because he didn't want to come to New York. So that's the first check mark. <sighs> he played out in Anaheim. He went nothing near. He did nothing. He pitched the at Yankee Stadium. He got well, bombed a couple that- that is, that is true. So he's thoughtless. And then number two, he doesn't want to come to the biggest media market in the world, the biggest sports market in the world. He doesn't want to come here, so that makes him thoughtless. Well, so he went to the so second. I was going to say he's number two. He's, okay. he's not Barry Bonds, and he's not Ken Griffey Jr. So you're going to discredit what Bonds and Griffey I'm not Jr. Discrediting. did in the outfield. Those guys won ten Gold Gloves. Griffey I'm Jr. not won discrediting Gold Gloves, and just because he dates those guys didn't take the mound, you're t- and I, like you said, it's, it's yeah. Again, I'm not discrediting, guy, but you you cannot tell me that he's a better player than Manny Ramirez, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. He's not. He never will be. He certainly is. He's not is. even the same class with those guys. He's, he's, he's a much... The, you see the careers those three guys Yeah, he's a, he's a better... Right now, again... He's not better. He is he's, better. Well, he could, he could, no, he's not. Why? Yes, he's a he better is. pitcher. Yes. He's not a better player. He's not yes. a better player than those guys but, Yeah, are. but baseball has no, two... Baseball has two components to it, and he no, does both. They you didn't. stop with the surviving stuff too, because you know what? If Joe DiMaggio played today, and this and, and Wade Boggs too, you know what? Wade Boggs is a great hitter, yes. and I seen guys from those from from the eighties and nineties take ninety five, ninety six mile an hour fastballs and go the other way with them. So not regularly, and not ninety. You, no, I'm just telling yes, you. Listen, yes, he might adjust. Not, I'm not yes, telling you. Happen. Yes, you no, gotta stop saying no, that stuff because no, he's so great no. hitters. I, I, I'm them not on the field today. Those guys can hit this awful pitching. No, That's they can't. Pitchers are awful. No, these they're, guys, they're I mean, not. These guys can't even okay. pitch five innings. Yeah. These guys are out there throwing their arms out. These guys can't stay in the game for longer That's than five true. innings. That's true. They, they you because guys, you've got relief pitchers that are coming out of nowhere. They come in for one inning. They walk the ballpark. They there walk are some who do that. Yes. Who the hell cares about that? That's why baseball's not the same game. That's why it's not the same game. Game, exactly NBA. right. The NBA is terrible. Look at the NBA. Yeah, I know. Every, I, I know. I, I can't take it anymore, Jason. You don't take a second. We, we don't have a conversation. You go on rants. I'm the only one allowed to go on rants on the show. Sorry, that's how it works. I go on rants. Me and you have conversations. So you never stop. I'm happy to take your call. I love you. And I love arguing with you. But sometimes when you get like that, we don't argue. You just go. 
And I didn't feel like listening to you anymore. And I'm tired of the argument. Everything was always better. Basketball sucks today. Baseball sucks today. Football sucks today. You know, everything was better back in the day. Fine. I know. That's how everyone feels. And in 20 years, maybe I'll be saying it. It is what it is. But I'm sorry. No. Wade Boggs did not face the same pitching. They just didn't. This didn't. Didn't the same velocity, same uh you you're right. The guys didn't stay in the game. You're hundred percent right. Do you think it's easier to see the same pitcher for the fifth time or to see a, a a lefty reliever brought in just for you who throws uh sweeping sliders and ninety nine mile an hour fastballs? Yeah, he might walk you. And I'm not saying Wade Boggs would be a bum by any stretch of the mean. By any stretch of the imagination. Wade Boggs would be a great player today. I have no doubt I have no doubt saying that. But if he if you took him right off, like if you were Bill and Ted and you took the phone booth and you just plucked Wade Boggs out of you know 1984 and you brought him to Major League Baseball today, he would struggle. It would take a lot of time to adjust. If Wade Boggs was born in 1995 and came up through all this and was one of the hitters who grew up facing the same hitters and was just 30 years old right now, he'd be a phenomenal player. He'd be the best hitter in the league, no doubt. But if you just took him right off the the field, if you went right to 1985 right now and took him out of Fenway and you just brought him to Yankee Stadium to face uh, whomever and to start the year with the New York Yankees, he would not be a 340 hitter. Not be. And he would strike out a hell of a lot more than he struck out in the 80s. That's just how it works. That's life. That's how the game has changed. That's how the game has changed. It's become more... Uh, compartmentalized. It's become more the 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 pitchers, you, you don't get more than three at-bats against the same pitcher and then they bring in a guy who's just tailor-made for you if you're Wade Boggs, if you're Tony Gwynn, if you're these guys. And they're great players, don't get me wrong. I've never said they're not great players. And all you can do is base guys off how they did against their peers. All I said with the, the Babe Ruth was, is if you brought him here to face the players with Otani, it wouldn't be successful. But Babe Ruth, up until Otani, was, in my mind, the greatest player who ever lived. And now Otani hasn't had the career. Don't get me wrong, he hasn't had the career. But show me the season. Like, you want to you want to say great players are great in their time. Let me see if I can find uh, a season where Manny Ramirez led the league in home run. And by the way, in the steroids era, while he was partaking in it, 44 home run uh, led the league in home runs on base slugging OPS OPS plus. Let me see if I let's just do a quick check here and see if we can find a year. Maybe we will cuz Manny Ramirez is one of the great hitters who ever lived. No no one's arguing with you. But I just let's see if we can find a season where Manny Ramirez led the league in all of those categories. Maybe he did. Let's see. Some of them uh not on base. Uh never all of them all at once. And he only led the league in home runs once. But he's led the league in slugging OPS, OPS plus, slugging in OPS. Uh, he won one batting title, batting title OPS, just OPS, slugging OPS, just on base. So he's never had the same season where he's led the league in one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Otani led the league in six categories this year. Manny Ramirez has never one, two, three, four is the most. He's never led the league in as many categories as Otani did this year. I'm not trying to tell you that Otani's a better hitter than Manny Ramirez. What I'm trying to tell you is 
this the last two years, the last three years, he's right there with him. He's 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 right there with him. He hasn't done it for the extended period of time. If you give me, if you put me in a position where I need a base hit or or a great at bat in a big time spot, who am I picking? Manny Ramirez. No one's saying different. But if you look at the overall stats, he's been pretty much almost as good as Manny Ramirez. He's right there comparative to his peers. OPS is of 965, 1.066. And he also strikes people out. Manny Ramirez could barely play left field. There are com- there are different components to the game of baseball. Otani does more of them than anyone else. He also runs like a deer. He led the league in did he lead the league in triples? How many triples did he have? Eight triples. Let's go see how many times Manny Ramirez had eight triples. Not that that's the biggest stat in the world, but I mean, twenty stolen bases, eight triples. He's he's doing things we've never seen done. That's all. I don't know why people get so mad about this. And yeah, again, even Ken Griffey Jr., world-class center fielder, unbelievable hitter. One of the great players of all time. Was an e- easy Hall of Famer. I think what would he miss it by miss the unanimous Hall of Fame vote by like one or two votes? He's one of the greatest to ever do it. He never pitched. Like, I don't understand. That me- that doesn't mean anything to you, that this guy's doing both? When no one's ever done both? Just on strikeouts alone, right? Just on strikeouts alone, Otani had 167 strikeouts this year. 167 strikeouts. He threw 132 innings. So he's in some way, directly responsible for 132 times three outs. So so we're looking at 499, right? 490 outs. You want to see how many outs in a season that Barry Bonds or Ken Griffey Jr. contributed to a team? How many put outs they had? How many outs on the bases? Do you think it's somewhere in the 400s? I don't. Mike in Brooklyn, what's up, Mike? Good morning. Good morning, C-Mac. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you got it, buddy. Uh, Thank you for making it. Thanks, man. Uh, First of all, happy belated birthday and happy holidays to you and the family. Oh, well, thank you, too. Same to you guys. I'm actually, it's funny. I'm uh, the guy who bought that uh, 44 Pro Glove. Oh, yeah. How's 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 it working for you? It's fantastic, actually. And I got your koozie, too, after you were talking about <laughs> Yeah, well, you, yeah uh, you're a listener of the show. You take my advice. There you go. Hey, any uh, if there are any advertisers out there, anybody who wants to you know sell some time on this show, I got Mike to buy your product. I'll tell you right now, Mike, I got Mike hook, line, and sinker. Whatever you're selling, you make me do a read, Mike will buy it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Listen, bro, I got a couple, oh, that's funny. I a couple points. First of yeah. all, these people that call up, that compare Babe Ruth to Otani, it, it, it's like it, it's crazy. First of all, Otani right now is definitely by far the the best overall baseball player. Like you said, nobody else pitches. That's right. like basically saying, uh, like on a, a Tuesday game, they have Judge hit like three home runs and, and he's pitching uh, 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. It. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then 
He's and clearly the best that? player. He's clearly the best player right now. And I'm sorry, no one, whether they were capable of it or not, if Babe Ruth continued to do what he was doing and pitching and hitting, maybe we'd have a discussion. He didn't. Nobody has ever done what Shohei is doing right now, and nobody in the history of baseball has ever played the game of baseball and all it encompasses better than Shohei Otani is over the last three years. Nobody. Totally agree. And to go on yeah. with that point, all these people I call up, first, there's no way, you can't, I'm 52, right? Right. So I've seen a lot of di- di- different generations of sports. Number one, you can't get these comparisons. Jordan to James. Jordan was getting his teeth punched in playing uh, uh, the, the Pistons, Pistons and yeah. no foul. The bad boy Pistons, yeah. yep. They had the Jordan yeah, rules. It was a different game. Of course. Now you touch Now you touch uh, James, it's a foul. It's right. the same thing with Marino. Marino, you basically like body slam him, rip his face off. No penalty. Not only that, what you were able, not only what you were able to do to him, but what you were able to do to his receivers. Of course. Like, I mean, the, 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 the way you were able to play defense against wide receivers, I mean, it, it's completely different. Oh, dude, talk about these guys getting shellacked and, and concussions. They would get up and not be seeing stars and still play. It's crazy. Yeah, but not only so that, you were able to grab a little bit. You were able to hand check. It was harder to get open. Yeah, and now, now you basically touch, uh, like, two-hand touch Mahomes. You get a rough and pass. Mm-hmm. So those the, those conversations are crazy. But uh, so my second point, as far as young mode, I'm a huge Mets fan, right? But I don't know if I'm – yeah, would I love to have Yamamoto? Yes, but I think he's more of a three, three – like, he would fit perfectly, with, I think, in the Mets in three to five years. We have so many other holes. Like, I would much rather – tell you guys on the truth, I'd much rather, rather them get Montgomery – and take a flyer out on that Woodruff contract for two years, mm-hmm. right? Even if it doesn't, because they need it. everything's not going to be done here. So well, they, yeah, but I mean, they, he's, he might not be ready. He's had, he had Tommy John, right? He's not, he might not be ready for this yeah. entire season. No, no, that's but that's fine. I think because they say like this year is going to be a wash, right? So I think he's got twenty three million dollars left on his contract. You take the twenty three million next year's under that control for that. You give him twenty three million next year, you have an ace, right? So everything's not going to get done this year anyway for them. So you take Wood, the flyer on Woodruff, you get Montgomery. You need another at bat. They need like a, a Solaire and maybe a, a Turner at third, right? Who's going to play third and who's going to play left field? And you need relievers. Like they're talking, okay, so say if you get Yamamoto, who knows if Yamamoto might not be like Sanga pitch once a week. Mm-hmm. So then you got Yamamoto pitching once a week. You have Sanga pitching one, once a week. You have Seve, who's a question mark. Kitana can, can use some innings, and McGill, who's a question mark. So, so be, and these reclamation products that they just got, where everybody has a 4.50 or high ERA, so they're going to be the guys that are the conduit between these starters where you don't know how many innings and to be at? Right. It's ridiculous to me. Yeah. So, I well, know, so for, I, well I would, let me clear something up, because I, I, and I'm sorry, I, I, I kind of missed a couple of things you said there, because I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Woodruff is a free agent. He's not under contract. So, oh, okay. I thought, you, you talk, yeah, for some reason they were saying he's twenty three. That uh, I, maybe he's owed twenty three no, million. Yeah, no, he was he was not offered a contract by the Brewers uh, at the deadline in oh, November. So he is now a full fledged free agent. So okay. you, you, but your your point is is still valid that it's not going to take a lot of money. You would sign him yeah. for for low level, knowing he's not going to pitch it all this year. Uh, I, yep. I I guess I mean I guess that makes sense on some level that you're 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 pushing stuff back a year or two. Uh, and you do need more bats, don't get me wrong, and maybe Solaire, and there's been some noise there, uh, but th- really pitching is where you need. Like, you need Yamamoto or you need Montgomery. You need someone inside that rotation. Right now, yeah, Quintana, if he can stay healthy, uh, you feel decent about the way he finished the season, and hopefully he can give you some innings. That's what he's done over his, the most of his career. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, right now it's it's Sanga and a lot of question marks.
So you desperately need some pitching. And you got to figure out the Alonzo situation, but you need a right-handed DH. You need uh, a lot of things. And you get you, the, and they're going to let these kids figure out third base. I mean, there's obviously the, the injury to uh, uh, Mauricio was a devastating one. The Mets could use a lot, and I'm just not I'm not sure how they're going to handle the I don't have a feel for it. Right now, the Yankees have made it clear they're all in. They have holes, and they're attacking all of them, mainly pitching, and they've already gone out and fixed the outfield. They've got their outfield all set. Unless they make different moves, the infield's going to be done by youth, but they're out there getting pitching. They're going to get bullpen help. Like They're all in. And if they lose out on Yamamoto, I have a feel, you have the better feeling they'll pivot. I'm not sure how the Mets are handling this offseason, and I don't know why. Because when you have the richest owner in baseball, and that we'll see, once the focus of Yamamoto is either he's in the fold and now you see how they react, or they missed out on him and we'll see how they react. Like Once the Yamamoto chip falls, then you'll have a better idea. But right now, everyone's being hung up by him waiting to make a decision that I'm, I, I don't have a good read on, on how the Mets are going to handle this offseason. I don't. And the, the Yankees have just been more transparent. They're out there trying to do everything they can. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan. I got you till 5 o'clock on our five-hour midnight ride. We still got to do our Christmas advent calendar. We'll continue to take your baseball calls, your football calls. Aaron Rodgers told you the way it's going to go. Just enjoy, baby. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. What do you say to somebody you hate? Anyone trying to bring trouble your way? 240. You tell him Otani's the best baseball player in the world. It's obvious. <laughs> All right, let's go. 240 on this Wednesday morning. We're about halfway through, a little more than halfway through our five-hour midnight ride all the way till 5 a.m. Let's get back to the calls. A lot of baseball, a lot of football, Aaron Rodgers, is not playing the rest of the year, but he is committed to the Jets for the next couple. Next year will not be his last year, and he loves the coaching staff, baby. You got to love it. Charlie and Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Hey, man. What's going on, my man? How we doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, listen, I don't know why you get yourself getting these guys under your skin for. Uh, I know. Atani is just an amazing ball player. That we get to watch in this That's day and age. you know what you're 100 percent right. That's all that matters. The guy's an incredible talent, and it's and it's fun to watch him. Part of me wanted him. I, I know this sounds crazy as a Yankee fan, but a little part of me wanted him to be a Toronto Blue Jay just to see him more often. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted him to be a Met, be in my well, lineup, and be in my yeah. Be in my, uh, and you know what? We're so yeah. we're we're so focused on Yamamoto and whether or not. Uh, ha- um, King Cohen is going to get him that we stopped talking about the idea that they didn't even really attempt it. And now you listen to get Otani and now you're looking at this contract and how the money's deferred and what it actually means. Like, I know he didn't want to come here. I, I understand that. But I mean, the Mets could have and Cohen could have at least tried. But at the way he was doing this contract, why not make him make him an offer for 900 million? What's the difference if you're deferring all this money? 
Like, yeah, actually, he didn't want to come here, and he did try. And you don't remember, he did go see him in the World Baseball Classic, and I actually got excited when he went over there to watch him play in the World yeah, Baseball Classic. Yeah, but that's Classic. not the same thing. He went through this no. entire he went through this entire offseason saying, well, he didn't reach out. What do you want me to do? Yeah, you got a point there. But, again, the guy didn't want to come to the East Coast. He, he wanted to stay out on the West Coast. He did. That's the way they feel. He did. You he know? did. But still, I mean, there's a, there, like I said, there's always a number. There's always a number. Yeah. Exactly right, and then uh, oh, by the way, you, I thought you might be coming back to the island last week on Friday night to the Paramount. You did did Elmont UBS one weekend. I thought you'd be back for another weekend. Yeah, no, I'm too busy. I couldn't make it. Uh, I, I, you know, the invitation must have got lost in the mail. But uh, I, uh, I probably, I mean, <laughs> I, I could, I didn't. No, I couldn't have made it anyway. But uh, it looked like a fun event. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. I had a great time. Yes, yeah, it, it, se- it seemed like a, it seemed like a good event, man. Everybody. Uh, had a good time. They doused um, Schwartz and Fluff. Uh, yep. I saw Baby New Year was out there, so that was fun at the end of the show. Lakata showed up, shooting free throws, throwing snowballs. I saw all the stuff on the on the on the Facebook page and stuff, and it looked like a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Good. And Schwartz, uh, actually, it's funny you talk about Schwartz. <clears throat> I repped you as a high school football player, and I repped his kids. They play at MacArthur High School, so oh really? Kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids are long. Kids a long snapper for uh, MacArthur. Right, right, right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it's uh, all good. But, yeah, if the Mets don't get him, Yamamoto, I, it's going to really get me upset because and the problem is we're putting all our eggs in one basket, and we have to get him. Yeah. Uh, that's why we shouldn't have a Berlander should have kept around. It's, uh, he was a piece of the rotation, but he's not there, and we have to fill that I rotation. Don't, I, I said that at the time. I don't disagree with you, Charlie. Now, they got... Uh, they got good prospects. They got a good prospect for them. Uh, it, they got the best prospect in the uh, Houston organization, although not many people were that high on the Houston uh, farm system at the moment, but still got a big-time player. But ultimately, I don't disagree, and I said it at the time. Getting rid of Scherzer and getting Acuna as a prospect I thought was enough, and I thought you still wanted to have some kind of rotation this year. Now you had to refill the entire rotation. I understand you're trying to stock the farm system. I understand you're trying to rebuild this entire organization, not just the 40-man roster. But at some point, like yeah, you have to field the team this year. And Verlander wasn't the same level of bad. Uh, and, you know, I thought he could, you know, he was injured a lot at the beginning of the year. I thought he could contribute to this team this year. So I don't disagree with you. I, I, there's a case to be made Verlander in this rotation helps a lot more. But they made their decision. They're kind of... I don't want to say punting the season because Steve Cohen will never just completely punt the season, but they are not treating it the way the Yankees are treating it and the way the Mets have treated it in the last handful of years, going all out to win. Like It doesn't seem that way. Now, who knows? Maybe this if he loses uh, if he loses out on Yamamoto, maybe it pisses him off and he goes crazy and goes and gets Montgomery and Snell. Or does something else? Who knows? Or maybe they get Yamamoto and he's like, what the hell? I've already spent this money. Let's try and, you know, be the best we can be. At, at any moment, he's capable of of changing his plans and changing his mind on how he wants to spend in this offseason. But until the Yamamoto chip falls and then we hear how they start to respond, I don't really have a great feel for how, what the Mets are going to do next. And honestly, right now, I don't think it's much. You, he just mentioned, the caller just mentioned, the, the Mets have put their eggs in the Yamamoto basket. It feels that way. It feels like this is it. It's it's Yamamoto or a bust. And now they still have a talented lineup if everybody hits. 
and they'll add. They've already have added some pieces to the bullpen, and Edwin Diaz will be back. And you know they have to put in pieces of this rotation. And listen, there's a chance that Severino's the best three or four man in the rotation uh, in all of baseball. That's how good he can be. He could be the best three man in, in baseball. Uh, he could be your number two starter if things really work out and he's healthy and pitching the way he's pitched in his career. So you take some chances on guys like that, but ultimately I don't know where they pivot next. They better get Yamamoto. Without question, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Mets seem to be the three teams in on Yamamoto. And there is no question to me, the one team that absolutely can't afford to lose out on this deal is the Mets. For me, the number one team with all the pressure on it to get the player is the New York Mets. Frank and Baldwin. What's up, Frank? Hello, my friend. How you doing? Good. Oh, wait, you, made me an, you made me an Almond, bro, um, Almond Brothers fan now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Almond right. Brothers. Great but, um, I think if the Mets don't get Yamamoto, it's a huge setback, and it puts the Yankees back on top for a while. Well, assuming he goes to the Yankees. Yeah. I if he goes to the feeling. Dodgers, I don't know if uh, that helps. But, yes, if he if the Yankees win out, it's a, it's an even bigger hit I, for the Mets, but I just think losing out on the player, a player they determined, their guy, a player they flew halfway across the world and wined and dined in both Japan and Connecticut, and they've done everything they could to bring this guy in. They're probably going to end up offering the most amount of money. And if all of that whining and dining and all that money does not get the one player you set your mind to in this offseason, King Cohen takes a hit. The idea of his money being the, the be-all, end-all takes a hit. Uh, and what about Trevor Bauer? Would you take would you take a, a flyer on Trevor Bauer? Uh, 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 Frank, I don't know. Uh, I understand. Look, uh, I'm open to second chances, and you're seeing that maybe not everything about his situation is what we thought it was. But at the same time, there's still enough there that concerns me, and I just don't know if you want to bring that to the team. One, the teams he's on typically don't like him anyway. The Dodgers wanted nothing to do with him the second anything was brought up. Um, I understand the thought process that, hey, you could be getting, I mean, a guy who's won a Cy Young, it wasn't a short, uh, it was a, the COVID season, so it was a short 60-game season. But he did win the Cy Young. He's been a great pitcher his whole career. He signed a big contract with the Dodgers. He's a good starting pitcher, and you'd probably get him on the cheap. But it does come at a price. Um, there are teams who I don't think it would impact that much. I think they're a team. Unfortunately, it's just the reality of baseball. If he goes to the Kansas City Royals, I don't know the big PR hit they take. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think here it's a big story. Here it's a big story. And I just don't know if they want to upset the apple cart for a pitcher who now hasn't pitched in Major League Baseball in several seasons. So it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. And if they're in a playoff push and he's still unsigned and they have some injuries in the rotation, could I see there being a point that you look past the headache of it? Maybe. But I just I don't think that's a move either of these New York teams are going to make. Dave in Brooklyn, what's up, Dave? Hey, what's up? Uh, happy birthday. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I think you do a great job. You're very analytical, and uh, I love the way you um, capsulize things. And uh, I, I think uh, it's, it's very enjoyable to the listener. I want you to know that. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad you feel that way, yeah. Dave. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Thank you. Well, I got to tell you, regarding Otani, okay? These are, I mean, with all due respect, these Otani deniers, 
I mean, they're, they're like flat earthers to me. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> there, there are cases, there, there are arguments to be made against what I say. I think that's fair. I don't think there's anything that I, that I say that necessarily has no counterpoint. But some, well, some of the some of like the idea that just because he's not the best hitter or the best pitcher means he can't be the best player is just asinine. Uh, that poor caller needs. That is needs just a, asinine. Yeah, that poor caller needs needs a little help. I, 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 yeah, I don't. I don't understand <laughs> it. And 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 people get hung up on careers. Like I'm not saying he's had the best career. It hasn't been long enough. But over the last three years, it's hard to show me a single baseball player who ever lived mm-hmm. who played the game of baseball better than Otani has the last three seasons. It's hard to find yeah. one. Well, you know what? It's, it's all psychological. I mean, like people, once people have the expectation, then they go into some sort of defensive mode. Like when Gooden would get a hit, it was like, oh, my God, Gooden is a hitter. He's a pitcher and a hitter. Imagine DeGrom would get sudden, that, too. DeGrom was a pretty good hitter. Yeah. Imagine all of a sudden, in 1987, Gooden hits 44 homers and drove in night. <laughs> people would have lost their minds. Uh, people would have lost know? their minds. Now, I don't know if Otani's quite as good as Gooden in his prime, to be fair. But, yes, you're right. You're right. He's not well, that, that, that far off of it. I mean, he was the hardest pitcher to hit in the American League, and he hit 44 home runs. It's unheard of. Yeah. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Let's say Otani was the pitcher he is, and he even batted 280. Even right. that would be unprecedented. No, and he, but, and, he, and he did. Last year was his best <laughs> year. You know, it's not every, not every year was, uh, you know, vintage. Right, you know, right. He hit 304 this year. He did hit. He's only a 270 career hitter or something. Right, it's not, right, uh, right. I, I mean, you know, I, I meant with no homers, basically. That's what I meant. Like, right. 280, yeah. Right. So, like, yeah, so he hit uh, in 22... He hit 273. He's a 274 career hitter. So he had 273 mm-hmm. and 22, but he hit in uh, 586 at bats. He had 34 home runs, 95 RBIs. He hit he hit 273 at an OPS of 875. That and that's not even his best year, but that's still to go along with the pitching. He finished fourth in Cy Young voting. And but, you know what? He finished. Yeah, I'm sorry. So this is this like this is the perfect example like. Someone who tells you he's not the best hitter. And these numbers don't make him the best hitter, not in 2022. But in 2022, the year before this past season, he had 34 home runs, 95 RBIs. He hit 273 and had an 875 OPS and a 144 OPS plus. That makes him 44 percentage points better than the average baseball player. And he did all that while finishing fourth in the Cy Young He's a top five Cy Young Award getter as well as doing all those. Not, it's crazy. It, it, it is crazy, and, and I'll leave you with this. I will. I will flat out say, and I know you've said it before, and, I, and I'll repeat what you said. He is probably the greatest player ever to step on a, a baseball field in, in in history. I think period. he is. I think, and and that's exactly. And thank you, Dave. I think that's exactly how we should put it. The greatest baseball player to ever step on a field at one given time or another is Shohei Otani. No one's ever pitched and hit like this. That's all. all right, I'm not trying to knock your favorite player. I'm not trying to diminish anybody else. I'm not dragging anybody else down while saying this. It's just the truth. And, and like, you know, for all you guys who say, oh, the game's changed. Oh, the game's changed. Oh, he doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to do that. Same thing. They they don't go deep into games. All right, so 
Goose Gossage says that about Mariano Rivera. Does anybody want to call me and say Mariano is not the greatest reliever of all time because he only had to pitch one inning at a time? Goose Gossage would come in and get three, four innings. I guess he's the better reliever. Like, the, the games change. No one's ever stepped on a baseball field and contributed as much. 34 home runs, 95 RBIs, hit 273, had an 875 OPS, and he finished fourth in the Cy Young. That's bonkers. That's bananas. So you can hate all you want. That's just a fact. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. We still have a lot to do. Three hours down, two more to go on our five-hour midnight ride. We'll have a little Christmas fun. As I tell you something that I noticed today, it's been in front of our faces our entire lives. But for whatever reason, today I noticed it. And I'm just going to point it out to you because it kind of it it, it 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 kind of annoyed me for a second. I'm not sure why. I think I'm just a weird guy. But a Christmas angle that we've been staring at forever that suddenly jumped out at me and it bothered me. So we'll get to it. 877-337-6666, as well as your Yankee Med calls. And, of course, the gift that never ends, Aaron Rodgers. As he spoke to Pat McAfee again on Tuesday and alerted the masses that the coach is going nowhere, the GM is going nowhere, the offensive coordinator is going nowhere, and he, Aaron Rodgers himself, is going nowhere. And he plans on being here for a while. And for Jet fans... I, I understand a lot of you might not think that's a positive. You're out of your mind. That's the best news you got in a long time.